I ordered a club sandwich all the time, and I'm not even a member, man. I don't know how I get away with it. I like my sandwiches with three pieces of bread. So do I. Well, let's form a club there. The Sandwich Club Podcast with Bruce and Zach. Hello, everybody. This is Bruce. Uh, today, our guest on the podcast is Don Block, who works with Zach and I in the Gusto building, where we record all these podcasts on the uh, second half of our lunch hours, right after we've eaten our sandwiches. I guess that's why we call it the Sandwich Club, or anyway. Uh, these are very informal. We usually just record it on, on an iPhone, and then I can get a, a decent, clear enough signal after the fact that... We have a pretty good podcast for you today, not as much as usual, and I just wanted to apologize in advance for that. It is a great conversation, though, so I did want to post it, and I hope you enjoy. Thanks for tuning in to The Sandwich Club with Bruce and Zach, featuring again today our guest, Don Block. Is it bad that I have no idea what any of you do? Like, I know you're... Like, I know know what the end result is, but I have no idea what any any of your individual... That's all to say. No. <laughs> well, I, I look at some of those, uh, like when everything's open, they look a lot like the audio production screens that I look at. Mm-hmm. Like there's all the different bars with different things down at the bottom. The waveforms? Yes, waveforms. Yeah. Those things. <laughs> yeah. But I guess that's not show problem, right? <laughs> oh, wait a second. Was that a segue? I don't know the segue. Way to pivot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so our guest today is, well, I'm Bruce, I'm Zach, and our guest today is Don, Don Block from the, uh, from the dark room around the corner, yeah. from the cave, the, the, the deep cave of production, the Excellent. post, post-production, yeah. somehow she got out. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, and today we were going to talk about nachos, uh, because, because that's what Don wanted to talk about, I think. They're my favorite go-to when you've got minimal ingredients and you just want to use up some produce. Yeah. Produce on nachos. Okay, oh, yeah. so right out of the gate, we're going We're going there. Well, okay, well, why don't we each go through uh, our perfect nachos? Tell, tell us about your nachos. Tell yeah. us, like, if you're going to go make nachos, what are you, you going to do? Okay, well, if I'm going all out yeah. with my nachos, like if I plan it, there's goat cheese on them. Goat cheese. Always. All right. Goat cheese. Like, like... Chef, like soft goat cheese? Yeah, like unripened. Okay. Crumbled on top. Or sorry, crumbled. First layer is crumbled goat cheese. First layer is crumbled goat cheese. Yeah. Okay. And then you like chop up your like... Not milk. corn chips? Well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> on corn chips. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you got corn chips down. Or what kind of pan are you using? Standard. How hot is the oven? Like... 350, 400 maybe? 350, 400 maybe. Depends on your oven. Regular old, regular old rimmed pan. Yep. No, like cookie, no paper, tray, no, yeah. no spray, no nothing. Put down some parchment paper. Oh, parchment paper. Less mess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We got the, sorry, I interrupted you. So corn chips and goat cheese. Next. Yeah. Next, you like chop up like whatever veg you want on it. Like I like to put bell peppers. Yeah. Like, chopped up into little cubes. Yeah. Um, sometimes I like to chop up little, like, cherry tomatoes. Sure. Yeah. And um, some red onion. Sure. And some, like, uh, garlic finely chopped. Oh, like, garlic. a very small amount of garlic. A lot. Um, 
These are some fancy, fancy nachos we're talking about here. Yeah, like this is like the ones I put effort into. Okay. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, you put all like those types of toppings on, and then after that, you can like put some chicken if you want, like some like okay. chicken that you prepared on the side. So you got some some soft goat cheese, a, a bunch of vegetables, and mm-hmm. some. Now we got some chicken. Yep. And then you can squirt some barbecue sauce on it. Yo, barbecue, barbecue sauce. Yeah. This is getting crazy. What the yeah. heck is happening here? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. But it's great, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can um, maybe, like, slop on a bit of salsa. <laughs> oh, and salsa. Okay, and barbecue salsa. sauce and salsa. Put your wet toppings on last is my... Okay. Because then it doesn't get soggy while you're preparing all of it. Right. Uh, and then your shredded cheese of choice, like okay. mozzarella, whatever you want. Mozzarella? Yeah. Okay. Um, or cheddar. I'm not judging. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, he's judging. <laughs> I'm judging. So this, this, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, this, this is Bruce's Tex-Mex ju- judging face. Yeah. You're not seeing right now. Uh, you can put some jalapenos on there if you want. A little spice, a little kick. Uh... Um, no, I don't want to make my nachos. We'll, yeah. get, we'll get to my nachos later. I want to hear yours. I want to hear your honest nacho. Anyways, this is the monstrosity. The goat cheese is underneath everything else. So it's kind of like creating this like nice gooey yeah. molten core. Seven layer dip. Kind sounds, of. sounds amazing. Yeah. And then you throw it in the oven for like 10 minutes or so till the top's all golden. And okay. that's like your like amazing party nachos right there. Sweet. Yeah. Anything to dip it in on the side, or maybe some ranch. Some ranch okay. or guac. I like making guac too. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, can I ask one one question? Sure. Like uh, single layer chips or a pile of chips? Oh, pile. Like just kind of like dump them out of the bag and like lightly move them around to the edges of the pan. Okay. So like multi layer. Yeah. Okay, and everything goes over top of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's all you're, good. That's you're going next, buddy. That's a delicious... Oh, I have to go next. Yeah, right? teach the class now. <sighs> well, okay, there's there's a... There's a I don't know. Like, okay, first of all, you know, nachos, I don't know if we actually invented them in Texas, and we probably didn't. I'm sure that they're based on some like, traditional Mexican... Thing, but I, I feel like we did, and I feel like nachos were introduced to a lot of the world when, like, Tex-Mex restaurants started getting out there, or else they came in, I don't know, like, they probably, tortillas, tortilla chips, whatever. I, I know what I like, and I know based on, like, what I sort of, the place I actually kind of fell in love with nachos, and I've had them since I was very, very young, right, of course. Like, my mom's nachos, I'll start there, we, we're just, like, Tortilla chips, cheese, and pickled jalapenos. Mm. Single layer, baked, melted, and cheddar, old cheddar cheese. Mm -hmm. So pickled jalapenos, old cheddar cheese shredded, and and, uh, like a Tostitos brand chip. Yeah. Yeah, and that was just it. And it was like, for a lot of Texans, a nacho is cheese and pickled jalapenos, and everything else is on the side or not there. And then you have something called a deluxe nacho, which is sort of the ancestor of what you've described as the deluxe nacho. Mm-hmm. And where I kind of fell in love with the deluxe nacho was when I was working at a vegetarian restaurant called Mother's. And over 
That place had been there for a couple of decades by the time I started working there, so they sort of had their embedded like subculture there already. And their deluxe nacho was something that I tried to recreate in my restaurant, which is you do a layer of chips, you do a layer with some cheese and some salsa maybe, or pico de gallo often, or, or jalapenos. You put in some like chopped sliced black olives. You put in some, uh, you know, uh, chopped tomatoes, chopped onions, like maybe some sliced fresh jalapeno, whatever. You put all these things in there lightly and a layer of cheese. So you've got tortilla chips, layer of cheese, layer of ingredients, another layer of chips, another layer of cheese, another layer. So you get multiple layers going and you bake it in a light, slightly lower heat oven so that it's hot all the way through. So by the time it gets golden on top, it's like all the other layers have all got like gooey mixed ingredients. So it's sort of the everything deluxe nacho thing. And that was my idea of like, you know, it's just a heaping pile, but every single chip has associated cheese and ingredients like directly on it. Like that was kind of the important thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then on the side, you would get your wet ingredients, like your sour cream or your guacamole or your uh, salsa, like, a, like a, a wet salsa or something like that. And if you're going true deluxe nachos, you would also finish it with a bunch of like shredded iceberg lettuce and chopped fresh tomato. Shredded iceberg lettuce. Yeah, like that would be a, a true deluxe nacho would have like that salad on top as well you know, hearing that maybe fresh cilantro chopped on hearing that i actually feel better what my answer is going to be i think maybe this is the time that i finally don't disappoint you <laughs> how i do how i do one of these things <laughs> but uh you know to me the important thing there was like if you're going to do a deluxe nacho if you're going to do a pile nacho which is you know it, it i nachos are are lovely. They're one of the great piles of our food life, you know, that I, I like just to make sure that there's always that associated cheese and ingredients with every chip. I love food and piles. How do you feel about food and piles? Piles of food. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I... Sorry, Matt Aang. I know you're listening to this. You're probably not listening to this, actually, but sorry, Matt Aang. <laughs> I, love, I love fucking piles of food. I know you also love piles of food. Anyways. Piles of food. This, um, is, this is the show we have not made yet, but we definitely want to have a show that's just all about piles. Like, piles things, things and piles. Yeah, yeah. just piles, piles of food. Right? Things and piles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, the other thing, I don't know if I said it or not, but that first nacho that I described, the, the authentic Tex-Mex restaurant nacho that's just cheese and and like sliced pickled jalapeno is uh, always a single layer it's always just one layer flat layer of chips with the cheese so that again you have that associated and you the perfect nacho in that style would have a single jalapeno for every single chip so that you always got one bite that was like a, a chip with melted cheese and the, and the jalapeno. That's the American dream, right? Yeah. It was like this idealized a jalapeno like, for every chip. And again, that would be dipped into your salsas. You know, it even sometimes would come out with the, like your, if you've ever eaten at an authentic Tex-Mex restaurant, the first thing that happens when you sit down is they bring out a basket of chips, a bowl of salsa, and maybe two or three kinds of salsa. And that's just there when you sit down, it's like bread and butter at a, at a like regular restaurant, you know? So anyway, I like that. So uh, that's, that's some sort of, uh, that's my nacho.
Zach? Okay. The oven's at like 275. Okay. I have a pizza pan. Okay. On that pizza pan is a layer of aluminium foil. Right. Because that's what I that's what I fuck <clears throat> with when I make nachos. <laughs> then there's a layer of chips. Then I've got some ground beef that I've cooked off in, with a bunch of like chili powder and cumin and onion powder, garlic powder. Most of the grease from that has been drained off and reserved, not discarded. Reserved for yet another purpose. Nice. And then that beef is on the first layer of chips. This is called taco meat. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wouldn't call it. I guess it's taco meat. That's all right. Whatever. Okay. (laughs) Then layer of jack cheese. Shredded. Next layer of chips. We've got some cloves of garlic that I've confied in the leftover oil from the ground beef. Okay. (laughs) That goes on with pickled jalapenos. Another layer of jack cheese. Final layer is chips. And yeah, I'm down with like peppers and tomatoes. Final layer of jack cheese. So we got beefy. We got like, then, so there's the beefy cheesy layer. Then there's the like pickly roasty veggie cheesy layer. Then there's the fresh veggie cheesy layer. This is like a notch sanya. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I would. I would. I, well, when I, I when I'm making nachos, I try to think about it. So, a side story. No, let me finish this first. Then I'll tell a side story about nachos. Bake that off, hot all the way through, crispy, bubbly, nice on the side. Sour cream, guac, guac, pico, pico, and you got. I I gotta have queso. Sure, you're gonna put queso and melted cheese. Yeah. Yeah, why am I not going to do that? Like, yeah, no, this what's, is, this is what's so bad about my life that I wouldn't have to use my penis? <laughs> uh, do we side story into case? No. Uh, first of all, I didn't. I left a couple things out of mine. One was the uh, the classic cheese blend, which I for somehow like I said that the the way my mom made nachos was old cheddar, but at uh, Tex-Mex restaurant, there's always this thing that's like. Tex-Mex cheese blend. It is orange cheese. It's usually a mix of orange cheddar and the jack cheese. Uh, and mozzarella is not a real thing with nachos, but every once in a while you'll get some places that'll sneak some mozzarella in to see with those beautiful cheese pulls. You get the, you get the stringies. Yeah, you That's get the stringies. That's why I respect you putting the mozzarella on. Yeah, I got, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. crazy and whatever cheese I have. Whatever cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Throw and baby bells on there. Also, you know, <laughs> you've got the, you've got the chicken on yours. You've got the beef on yours. I, a meat condiment on a deluxe nacho is absolutely completely appropriate. I could even see like a grilled skirt steak fajita kind of thing. Yeah. Totally fine. And I don't even know if I mentioned that I always put pickled jalapenos on mine also. You, That's definitely in the mix. For sure. You so, have a lot of videos. Yeah. Sometimes I'll chop up, um, Chipotle peppers. Okay. Yeah. Like a little that. smoky smoke. The ones in adobo sauce? Yes. Yeah. And I'll put that in with the chicken when I'm preparing it. Yeah. And it gives it a little kick. You got a favorite place around here to get nachos at? Uh, favorite place around here? Or in general, anywhere? I mean, anywhere I haven't really gotten nachos at a lot of places around here. Do you find restaurant nachos, by and large, disappointing? I think they're 
usually exactly what you expect them to be. Okay, well, that's, that, that was unnecessarily sad, but all right. So you're not wrong. So when I was... She didn't say they were bad. So when I was... When you I was, and I would expect them. When I was the chef at the Chateau Laurier, I, I, I did, like, a lot of classic stuff on the menu after I kind of realized that you have to, like, cater to it, like... When you're cooking, when you're when you're making menus for a hotel, it's different than making menus for just a restaurant because you have to you have to. Well, I had to realize that sometimes people coming to the hotel don't give a fuck about food. You know, they you, you just have to. You know, you have to do, have something for everybody. So, like, club, you know, club sandwiches and and stuff like that. The one thing I would never ever I refuse to put on any of the restaurant of the uh, hotel menus. It was nachos. That was my. That was my. my I have a very similar story. That was my that point. Story. I was like, I will never ever, just because they're so easy to just fuck up and, and have them be disappointing and have them be like what you'd expect them to be. You know, like I just I didn't want to like. Yeah. I have a very similar story, so I'll I'll just tell it now, which was uh, at my restaurant, which was a Texas grill. That was what we, we started out as an organic and local foods restaurant though. Like our, year one, we were organic and local foods was something we wanted to do right out of the gate. And, uh, I wanted to be, I brought to me to that menu with me to that menu, kind of my whole history of cooking. I did a lot of Italian. I did some, uh, stir fry. I did a lot of the technique that I learned in vegetarian cooking, but maybe with, with proteins involved. Uh, I brought some of my finer dining, like French technique with me. Uh, all of this, that first menu was just a whole hodgepodge. I had a jerk, a jerk tempeh dish on my first menu in a small town. Uh, and it was me trying to tell this story of like, I've been to all, I've traveled a lot and I have this, you know, wide variety of things. The one thing that I do is I use organic and local ingredients and everything else is sort of up for grabs. Uh, and we were trying to be a mid to mid upper mid price range for a small town. Uh, but we also were a music venue. So we had music in there on the weekends. And when people are like, you know, into their second or third beer, and then maybe they had dinner earlier, they all want something to snack on. It's just not something that I really kind of worked into my equation for whatever reason. And the thing that like, I had these super regular customers and they kept saying, you should put nachos on the menu just as a, like a bar food for late at night. Cause I want nachos. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, for the exact same reason no. that you're talking about. And the reason that I said no, and the reason I was like definitely opposed to nachos on my menu is because the minute I put nachos on my menu, I was now going to be directly compared to the guys across the street, to the actual bar, two doors down to another couple of restaurants in town, all of them like that were a lot different price point than me and we're not using organic and local ingredients. Which means for one, I'm going to be charging for like at that time more than 10 bucks for my nachos and everybody else is like seven bucks. Like, I mean, it's probably now $25 for a nacho is a pretty normal thing. But like back then I was like, you know, in a price range where people are going to look at me funny and they were going to taste it and they're going to be like, the portion's smaller, it's a lot more expensive, and it's not exactly the way I like it at the place that I go to across the street. Also, know? I don't know, I know you know this, but I don't know if you know this. It is impossible to keep a menu item confined 
to one part of your restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> like, you could be like, hey, nachos are only available at the bar at 10 p.m. 10 p.m. <laughs> and people are going to come in at 5.30 for dinner and be like, I, I want the nachos. nachos. Yeah. yeah. And what are you going to tell them? Like, no. Like, they're yeah. like, you got all the stuff. You make the nachos. Like, the only difference is five hours. And you're like, yeah. So and my happiness. I, I resisted and I resisted and I resisted. And I was like, I'm not going to do this. But I just got... Honestly, like that first year of running a restaurant and being an owner, I got I got bullied into it. I'm not kidding. I was bullied into getting nachos under my menu. I, 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 I got to the point where I was like, okay, I well, I was an owner. I didn't have a choice. I was like at the point where I was like, I need to make my loyal, regular customers happy. And that's when I came up with the idea of doing a deluxe nacho, which I hadn't really seen up here. And I was like, if I put this on here and I go over the top, this is the biggest dirtiest, messiest nacho they're going to get anywhere. It's going to have all these layers and every single layer is going to be hot and melty and cheesy. And it's going to be different. And I offered it up with a choice of, cause we have the brisket, you know, and the chicken and all the other things you can get a brisket, you can get a chicken, you know, and it's like, it's going to be bigger and badder. Of course it's going to be more expensive because it's bigger and badder than all the other places. And I like fried my own chips and everything. And I was very proud of them. And I was like, that that's a reason I can do a nacho. Like if I if I go on and make it like my own thing, that's that's different than me just putting on the nacho that they've got across the street. So it's similar to how I came up with my crazy crazy nacho. I'm really thing. intrigued yeah. by the, the goat cheese layer on the bottom. Yeah. I, 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 bet, so I bet that's dope. I was working as a line cook and we had like the standard, you know, beef or chicken or veg. Where were, where nachos. was it? Where were you uh, I worked at the Whitewater Brewery. Okay. Was, yeah in their restaurant as a line cook. And yeah, they just had like the three main nacho types you could order. I'm like, I'm just going to jazz these nachos up for myself one night. (laughs) I'm I'm working back there. You can like make yourself a meal. Oh yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to try all this crazy stuff. And then someone else was like, Hmm, can I try? And yeah, then I just started making them for all my friends. Oh, you just reminded me because, uh, that is a thing in kitchens, right? Is the, uh, the, off menu, like yeah. beloved thing. We had a couple of things like that at our restaurant that went from the things that we would make in the kitchen. They would eventually get up onto the actual menu for that. Yeah. But uh, one thing that did not, but includes nachos, was this kid named Dan, and I let all of my staff have a sit-down restaurant meal of whatever they wanted on their birthday. Like the rest of the time, they had to share a family meal with the rest of us. But uh, for Dan, it was his birthday, and he said, "I said, well, what do you want for you?" your birthday meal. I'll make you whatever you want on the menu. He said, I want a cheeseburger spaghetti poutine nacho. Yeah, all right. Um. I want a cheeseburger, <laughs> cheeseburger spaghetti poutine nacho. Uh, and uh, I was obligated, as is the code, of having promised him that I would give him a restaurant quality menu. Such as such as the covenant that you broke I, I I was uh, forced in this. Uh, so we made the Dano, and that became the Dano. Was was there? Uh, I, I I probably made four of them in my life, but the cheeseburger spaghetti poutine nacho was uh, a deep dish pizza pan mm-hmm. with nachos on the bottom, then the spaghetti, then the poutine over top. So of we course. melted the nachos, then made the pan of spaghetti, put that over the the, the nachos, then the then the poutine. The poutine was layered over that because they were, the roasted potatoes came out of the oven. We did it with roasted potatoes. Right. We did it roasted potatoes and then the cheese curds and the gravy. 
Are there like spaghetti sauce on the spaghetti? Yeah, yeah. Uh, spaghetti is tossed in the pan with just just uh, just a tomato sauce. Okay. So a simple pomodoro. Mm-hmm. Uh, cheeseburger, spaghetti, poutine, and then oh, the cheeseburger was literally on top of the garnish. Just a cheese, like a cheeseburger. A cheeseburger. Yeah, I guess that's and, how you and do that. Then I think I stuck a knife through the middle of it, like you do. Oh, yeah, of course. And then that went down on in front of him on the table. He actually ate the whole thing. Mm-hmm. What was the last time you saw a movie in the theater? Oh man. Uh, I think the last movie I went to was Dune. Okay. You was last time I seen a movie there. Uh, you know where I'm going with this? You're Lyle, already Lyle, Lyle Crocodile. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, why are those shitty little corn chips in the blue thing? You know, like the blue the blue plastic carry the corn chips, and you've got the little, like, Jesus. Cheese oh. The worst why engineering are, in the world. Why are those things so good? You know, I have to. Okay, admit, they're good, but I the worst engineering in the world is the fact that those chips do not fit in the cups. You just snap them in half. I don't like, care. It's just like, why I would you do this? I've never done the movie theater nachos. You've never done movie theater nachos? No. I've they seen are... it. I've seen them. I just, like, the round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I've never been able to do it. I just. I always go for popcorn. I always, I also always go for popcorn. I will, but also sometimes I get the nachos and Liz is like, "That's too much food," and she's right. God bless her. She's always right about these things. But sometimes I just gotta have those garbage movies. <laughs> Why are they so good? It's they're not. It, they're really not. It's it's like airplane food. It's like it's like it's the situational food. It's not. Uh, I don't know, but I always want them. Next time we go to the movies, get the nachos. And I me, will tell, tell you my my uh, my movie theater hack that exists because of the nachos, which is if if you can go to a movie, if you find a movie theater that lets you put your own pickled jalapenos on your nachos, so they have the little thing there with the, the spoon. You walk up there with your popcorn. And you put the pickled jalapenos on the popcorn. Okay. I'm not kidding here. And a lot of that vinegar, that's gold. That's pure gold. Right. Guys, I'm just, I'm throwing this out there to the universe. You guys can have this hack. If you found that movie theater, you're in, you're in really good shape. I promise. I Cineplex, we're awaiting your letters. <laughs> um, yeah. But that cheese sauce, I know that that cheese sauce, that's, that's you having a queso with your, yeah. your like, like that cheese sauce that's like at this core like strangely nostalgic weird level to me is like probably the most insane comfort food in the world is is like a I would uh, like to take processed a under a blanket of that cheese processed sauce. cheese uh, processed Stone cheese uh, <laughs> I mean it. melted queso yeah. sauce of some sort and then mm-hmm. small amounts like if I overdo it I would afraid it would lose its magic so yeah. Yeah. you got to get the movie there nachos next time Okay, Don Middle Name Block. Yeah. What is the one is there is there a, is there something that should never go on nachos? Ooh. That you often that you often find on nachos. That I often find on nachos? Yeah, is there something you're like, I can't find the they put that shit on nachos? Like I'm not talking about like jellyfish or you know, like, <laughs> you know, like, like oh yeah, you shouldn't have fucking apartheid on a, nachos. Aluminum siding doesn't yeah. belong on nachos. No, no, no. But <laughs> something that you common you can commonly find on nachos that you think doesn't belong on nachos. I don't think bullets belong on yeah, nachos. I, I, <laughs> Okay. Uh, I don't love olives on nachos. Okay, I've yeah. I've seen that done quite a bit, and I just... Green and black olives? Both both are both are unwelcome in I your... mean, I will, I will consume the nachos if there's olives on them. Yeah. But it wouldn't be what I would go to. Like, if you put Kalamata olives on my nachos, I would probably slap you. 
but if you give me canned, flavorless, sliced black olives, like the ones that just taste like canned, sliced black olives, Mm -hmm. that's the perfect nacho ingredient to me. And it's like the same way that this canned, sliced green olive is the perfect shitty pizza topping to me. Like, as long as it's that one and not, like, an actual manzanilla. Like, with manzanilla or, like, a, a calamata, I love those nachos so much. Like, a dry, dry cured Moroccan black olive. Like, all those are amazing, but to me, they're all context olives. And there's something about that sliced black olive. It's just, like, the essence of, like, Southwestern Tex-Mex, like, garnish. But it's, it's got to be that canned slice. Is like, that your answer, too? Like, olive? No, or? no. I'm still thinking about my answer. What's your answer? This is I'm not coming at you for this because I'm going to explain it for a sec in a second. But chicken. <laughs> oh. I'm not coming at you because here's, here's, here's the caveat: because chicken could be easy good. now. Chicken could be, but 99 of the time, especially if you order nachos at like your local sports bar or whatever, you're like, "I'll get the chicken nachos," and you're like, "Oh boy, I can't wait!" And the nachos come out, and the chicken is these dry ass strips of chicken breast right. that is like so just like dry and desiccated yeah I, I fucking cannot stand that <laughs> like, I just stop I, I, I don't hate chicken breast I love chicken breast a lot oftentimes when I roast a chicken my, the breast is my favorite part yeah chicken breast can be delicious but crimes against chicken breast are just they are they are I, I will never, I almost never order chicken in a restaurant. I mean, unless it's like $45 a plate. Like, I just won't. And I mean that because it's like, I'm I'm at a place where I now trust the chef to handle the chicken properly. Yeah, I love chicken. But it's like, I'm just chicken, not going to spend money on chicken at a restaurant. Chicken, it's, poultry order Canada. I love chicken. Don't don't answer I, I cook chicken. If I was on a desert home. island, chicken would be week. what I have there because then I get eggs too. Yeah. So like, <laughs> I have chicken at home three times a week. I love chicken. I, I, I have a farmer that delivers chicken to my front porch once every two weeks. And it's I, like, I we, uh, we, we, I'm, I'm down with, I'm, I will, I will, uh, Do you get, you get anything delivered by farmers three times a week? Three times a no, week. No, no, I eat it three times a week, <laughs> delivered once a week. Okay, sorry. Do you get it? I'm not that much of a farmer. Jeez. Uh, not in the city so much, no. But where I used to live, where I, like, I'm from, like, the country, like, the Ottawa Valley, um, my family um, gets, like, uh, their pork from a local farm that uses our fields for their grain. Yo, that's pretty cool. That's, that's sweet. So it's, like, kind of like a trade-off. This is, this is my egg guy. He comes once a week. Yeah. And uh, and brings chicken every other week. Oh, he used to have okay. a fish yeah. guy too, but he <laughs> he would like drive to the east coast, and like he had like a freezer rigged in the back of his van. Nice. And he would was this that captain? Was he called the captain? No, his name was Skippy. Okay. Yeah, his name close. Was Skippy. Skippy is almost. I mean, there's a guy like, in our area that's called the captain who does that. He's like he's yeah. a some East Coast guy who's displaced and he like wants an excuse to go and get fish, so he yeah. he drives out to the the East Coast. It was super like you know like this under was, the table. <laughs> this guy was really sketchy too. It was definitely like under a drug dealer. Like, it was fish. I saw him like start businesses like five times over the years I've lived in Kempville. It'll be like, he'll be in a storefront that was like empty the week before, like the place next door at Bob's Burgers or something. It'll be like the captain's seafood selections. And it's like, there's like, 
ice tubs, and then like two weeks later, it's all gone. And you're just like, what's going on with this guy? Yeah. No, I think this <laughs> guy had phone numbers like, changed, and you're like, he oh. had like a legit business card, so it was all good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like, I mean, you just had to watch. You had to give it back to him after. Yeah. <laughs> so you had it. But uh, yeah, no, his, his name was Skippy, and he'd drive to the East Coast. He had a long white beard. Nice. And he would braid. Yeah. Yes. He was super cool. Yeah. I bet he was. I wonder if that's like a an Ontario thing because it's like every maybe every small town just needs like a random fish guy. A random East Coast fish guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm driving back. I'll get you some. You get food delivered to your house by farm by I farm totally get I'm not yes. yeah, I get, once a week I at least once a week I get food delivered to my house from farm yeah. adjacent people. Mm-hmm. I I will like that. I I uh I still haven't thought of anything like in particular. I guess the one thing that was like mentioned by both of you that I find out of place on nachos, and I'm not going to say that it's wrong, and I don't judge you in any way for it, yes, but <laughs> uh, strangely, garlic. I can see that. Yeah. So garlic is, to me, it's great. I love garlic. I eat more garlic than most people. I, I eat it constantly, but I... I worked in a, a proper Tex-Mex place. It was one of my first jobs. Uh, I've I've eaten Tex-Mex cuisine since I was a kid. I've, I've eaten at authentic Mexican places. I've worked with with uh, many cooks of Latino descent. And garlic's just never figured heavily into that cooking style in any of those experiences. It's always been maybe occasionally like added as an ingredient at the beginning of the aromatics of a soup or something like that. But as far as like the raw garlic thing, and I found that I moved to Ontario that a lot of people would leave out the jalapenos in their salsa and amp up the garlic. And it's almost like the pungency of one was replacing the pungency of the other. I find a lot of garlic in the Tex-Mex style cooking here. And I don't know really what that, where that came from, but I've, I've seen it since I got here and I was just wondering, maybe that's how it evolved. But Probably because we don't have other plants here. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of garlic here. And I love, I love the shit out of garlic. Season. Don't get me wrong. It just, it always feels a little bit like, what? That's strange. Why is there like a raw garlic garnish on this? That's like something I would see on a pizza or something. I don't know. It's, it's, Fine. I guess that's the one that I would like that leaps out at me is something I see a lot here. Uh, I I don't know. Like I wouldn't put blue cheese on a nacho, I don't, but I don't see that all the time. There's just other things. It's not things that I've. Uh, I'm like, really thinking about putting blue cheese on nachos. Are yeah. Like, like I would probably never order a shrimp nacho because again, same reason as your chicken nacho. Yeah. Is that a thing? Are there shrimp nachos? Uh, do, you, do they have shrimp nachos at the, the brewery? No. I feel I've like never, that's a Lone Star Grill never kind of even thing witnessed or something. I don't even want to talk about the Lone Star Grill. The <laughs> <laughs> well, Lone Star Grill does exactly one thing correct. And this is, well, in addition to their decor, which is actually kind of uh, instant nostalgia for me as a Texan, they do make their own tortillas, which is one of the, the rare things that anybody does here. And sure. otherwise, I, pretty much the reason to walk into a Lone Star, uh, oh, wow, I'm probably like digging my grave here. Uh, they're fine, you know, like I know that they started in Ottawa and they're now like a huge like national chain up here. What uh, it's well, fine. Start to fart right away. <laughs> I have a wake up as Lone Star. But I will say that like I could walk into a Lone Star this afternoon and buy a pack of tortillas because they actually have a it's I think it's a machine that does it, but they make fresh tortillas, which is such a rare thing up here. So I will give them those that that prop uh, the uh, those two props. But they're they're uh the rest of their fajita garnishes can just 
go to hell. Is there a better is there a better sharing party food than nachos? Don? Well, that's a tough one. Nachos are like the best sharing food at a party that's like warm and like hot out of the oven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe pizza. Uh, but is pizza really sharing? Because everybody gets their own slice. With nachos, you really do have to kind of get in there with all the other yeah. people. Yeah. It's sort of a it's it's actually one of the few communal foods where everybody sort of gets yeah, in there. Like the pizza, like pizza comes and like yeah, you're all eating from the same pizza, but it's been pre-sliced. It's like yeah. there are guidelines, like literal guidelines. You know, nachos is you kind of there has yeah. to be some kind of like democracy, right? Like, yeah. Nachos are like you have to like make that awkward eye contact yeah. when you're reaching for like exactly. the nicest, like fullest, <laughs> yeah. And then you take it away yeah. from is this, someone is this else. Okay, is this okay. Just like I'm taking this. In. That sounds like a big cute. I don't know Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, uh, nacho nacho, uh, nacho adjacent. What's your favorite nacho adjacent? Because I wanted to. I I have one that I really want to sneak in. Uh, for me is. There's a thing that's in Texas uh, that you get at like a state fair or something like that. So you take a bag of Fritos. This thing is called Frito Pie. I have no idea why it's called Frito Pie. But it involves taking a bag of Fritos, like the branded tortilla chips. You open the bag at the top. And into that bag, you basically put all the ingredients you would put into a nacho, except one of them's chili. So it's like like meat chili right over the Fritos, cheese, uh Chopped onions, tomatoes, lettuce, like salad, basically, like a, oh, yeah. a frito. Wait, it gets all it, it all goes in there together into the bag, and you get like a little plastic fork, and you're walking around eating your chili cheese nacho, like chili cheese Fritos with with Wait. salad garnishes. So are you expected bag. to assemble this yourself? Or it, it, it assembles naturally oh. while you dive your fork down but there. But like to get you have to, the, to like buy all the different... No, no. You go to a uh, you go to a state fair and they just, you say, I want a Frito pie and they open the bag of Fritos and they like do it all oh, up they in their Okay, because there's, oh, there's something I had in Mexico that's very similar called Doriesquites. Yeah, yeah. And so you go to the, you go to the little cart and you get the Doria Esquites, and they open up a little travel site, you know, like a, a little bag of Doritos. Yeah. Okay? So, <laughs> we got the Doritos. And then they, all the stuff that would, you would have in, in Esquites. So, so the, the, the corn, the, the cotija cheese, the, the mayonnaise, uh-huh. you know, lime, and boom, boom, boom. And you get this little split open bag of Doritos with all that good stuff in there. And then you get a fork and you eat that. Uh, and it's no, so good. I want Doria Esquites right now. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Esquites. That sounds amazing. Uh, there's another one, Nacho Adjacent. There's a, a, a breakfast item throughout. And well, specifically in Texas, and I think it goes by a different name elsewhere, but in Texas we call it Midas, which is uh, like a scramble where they take the, the corn chips and fry them up with the eggs and onions and peppers and, and eggs. And I said eggs and cheese. And that scramble then goes into like a breakfast taco or else it comes yeah. out on a plate with refried beans or something like that. I feel like I'm getting that confused with uh, chilaquiles. Yeah, it's exactly. That's, I think it's very similar to chilaquiles, which is served elsewhere. Uh, but migas is what we call it, at least in central Texas, San Antonio, Austin area. Where you I'm got from. anything nacho adjacent that you like? Or? Cornflakes. Cornflakes, you know what? <laughs> kind of, right? Is a cornflake and nacho? Think yeah, about it. Is a cornflake and nacho? The milk is the cheese. The, the milk is the dairy. If you. 
Weigh in on the whole corn. Send a, send a, a <laughs> email. Is a cornflake a nacho? Is, is, is cornflake wet nachos? Yeah, yeah. is cornflake wet nachos? Are <laughs> nachos dry cornflakes? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably all the time we have for today on the Sandwich Club podcast. Don, wait, 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 wait. Is there a nacho sandwich? Are we going to talk about that? Is there uh, we'll like get to it next time. Is a taco a sandwich that's a nacho? Uh, like, Don, is your sandwich a nacho sandwich?